Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I was really excited earlier this morning, and then I was really disappointed. What I got excited about was this story, which has been playing out in Washington, D.C. It started here in Utah when it was made known to about 200 members of the Utah Army National Guard that they would be hopping on an aeroplane and flying to Washington, D.C. to aid in protecting the city of Washington against those who would destroy some of the monuments there in the name of protest. Well, 200 of them boarded that airplane. They flew out there. They commenced their work. They checked into a Marriott Marquis in downtown Washington, D.C., a very nice hotel, I would point out. I've been there myself. Beautiful place. Uh, nice, located, good, good views of the city. Anyway, they were informed yesterday after some communication between the mayor of D.C.'s office and the hotel, uh, that there was no one going to pay their bill, and they had to vacate the premises. And so that kicked off some frustration, some upset, and some confusion. Last night, Senator Mike Lee on Facebook and Twitter and on Fox News uh, expressed his frustration at the mayor of Washington, D.C., for that disregard of the, the safety and comfort of those National Guard troops who had, in the spirit of following orders, boarded that airplane to go out and help. And they'd done so throughout the night. You see, the, the way their operations are working, they start work at about 10 in the evening and they work throughout the night, either cleaning or protecting monuments there in and around Lafayette Park in Washington, D.C. Anyway, that story has been developing. There's a lot of uncertainty and uh, I'm so grateful to the efforts of one of my colleagues, Garna Mejia, who had a conversation uh, not that long ago with Major Brent Mangum of the Utah National Guard, who is in Washington, D.C., overseeing many of the troops there. Uh, she has a long interview. That will air on KSL television later today, but she was kind enough to share with me excerpts of that conversation. Later on, I'm going to play that for you. It's some exciting stuff. Uh, but I didn't finish my thought from earlier. I was excited. And then I was disappointed. I was excited because in the earliest reporting of this story, I saw that there may be a connection between the housing of these National Guard troops and the Third Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. That's the one that places restrictions on the quartering of soldiers in private homes without the owner's consent, a forbidden practice in peacetime. It's a very small, non-controversial Amendment to the Constitution, one we don't really ever talk about. I don't believe it has, uh, except for maybe, maybe a small exception, ever been discussed in the Supreme Court. I thought, oh my gosh, here we go. The Third Amendment 
let's get out the history books. Well, Senator Mike Lee, uh, who's a, a smart, smart man when it comes to the Constitution, he set me straight and said, no, 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 the Third Amendment doesn't apply here. Uh, so I'll go ahead and close that tab on the browser and continue uh, with the story at hand. And this has to do uh, with a letter, a letter that was delivered to the mayor of Salt Lake City. The letter was authored by Black Lives Matter, the Utah chapter of Black Lives Matter, and the ACLU of Utah, American Civil Liberties Union. And it's a long letter, which includes with it a list of demands that they would like to see the mayor respond to. I'll post this letter on my Facebook page so you can read it. It's too long for me to share with you now, but I do want to pull some of these demands out and say that uh, they're ridiculous. They're absurd. They come from individuals and groups which aren't paying attention to the behavior of the mayor. Quick little backstory before I go through these demands. The mayor has met with not only police, members of the African-American community. She has been on the front lines of this deal. If you flip through the news coverage of yesterday, I believe I saw her on her knees alongside protesters who were also kneeling. She has praised both the right and ability for those to take to the streets and express their concern, as well as the need for law enforcement to hold its ground and keep our city safe. A curfew which she had put in place earlier in the week had been lifted. And somehow that's not good enough for the Black Lives Matter Utah chapter nor the ACLU. Here are some of their demands. We want the mayor to stop making statements like, quote, I would not say there is a problem of racism in the Salt Lake City Police Department and realize that every person is capable of committing racially insensitive acts. We want the mayor and her senior staff to attend racial sensitivity training and implicit bias training immediately. We want the mayor to stop sending militarized police and the Utah National Guard to criminalize protesters and instead focus on police de-escalation. Well... Little display of ignorance there. Of course, we all know that the mayor is not authorized to do anything with the Utah National Guard. They operate under the jurisdiction of Governor Gary Herbert only. The demands continue. We want the mayor to work to open more polling stations and to offer transportation to the homeless, to the polls on Election Day. All right, well, that's, I can't argue with that one. That's probably okay. Next up, we want the mayor to immediately stop criminalizing the homeless community and to offer more shelters and services for them. This one's interesting because if you were paying attention, as I was, and maybe the ACLU here wasn't, in the initial order handed down by the mayor, the curfew order, it made an exception for those individuals who were traveling for uh, either emergency services, if you were going to and from work, if you were going to and from uh, the home of a family member or to church, and also to the homeless. They were accepted from the curfew. The demands continue. We want all charges dropped against protesters. We want all charges dropped against protesters. That's absurd. They return to the theme of the National Guard. We want the mayor to order the National Guard out of our streets. Barking up the wrong tree. We want the mayor to demand the police not come out in riot gear. It incites the crowd. 
Well, you know what incites the police to come out in riot gear? Criminality, violence, destruction. Continuing on, we want all officers who are accused of excessive force to be taken off of patrol immediately and fired. All who are accused of excessive force. So let's just there uh, remember the name of the organization which has delivered these demands. The American Civil Liberties Union. Cops are Americans, and they have civil liberties. And you want all of them to have only been accused of excessive force for that to be sufficient to fire them and take them off patrol? Come on. A little hasty with these demands. Maybe think them through next time. People will take you seriously. I don't have time to keep going, but I'm going to post this up on my Facebook page. I want you to go here, uh, read it, and see uh, that it is an example of looking before you leap, making demands without being thorough, thorough about it. Maybe you knock on the mayor's door, have a conversation before you send a letter like this. I'm going to take a break. Plenty to come ahead on Live Mike.